Do you go to too much trouble preparing your house before a visitor comes around? If questions like this have crossed your mind, then you're in good company. Today we'll be taking a closer look at some of the daily habits and social conventions that make up the monotony of life. Let's continue to go through life unable to accurately convert Fahrenheit to Celsius. Grab your knitting needles and a blanket because it's time for three old friends to sit around and sew a new patch into their quilt of friendship. So join me, Dion, in my bedroom with Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. And Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to bring up uh, a social post that we did during the week that garnered a lot of attention. Mm. Uh, it was based off one of our classic, one of our classic games, <laughs> uh, plate or bowl, and I believe it was you, Dion, who was having some lasagna. Yes. And you ate from a bowl, and that's the photo we put up. Yeah. And the question was asked: plate or bowl? And the resounding, the resounding response was definitely plate. Yep. And I agree with plate. Yep. But, and so what about you, Dion? What about you, Christian? So, so I'll just kick this off by saying, look, I, I feel the need to defend myself because if you go on our social media, you'll be able to see this. We'll post this during the week. And um, there was a very long plate of lasagna, a very long lasagna in a, in a very sort of normal pasta plate. And it kind of, it, it, it was cut from a much bigger plate a much bigger lasagna. So I just wanted to explain myself and just say that. But for me... What do you mean? How was the lasagna cooked as just one long strip <laughs> taking up multiple ovens in a row? Do you always make it out like that's not how all lasagna is made? <laughs> no one makes single portions of lasagna. Of course, it's made in a thing that gets cut off. Dion, how is it that that wasn't cut into two separate servings? Yeah, it's a... Re- well, hang on. Two separate servings that I would otherwise eat, do you mean? Or two separate sure. servings that well, I could eat What else eat would you do occasions? with them? What? No. You, you put the other one opposite you, watch it as you eat the other one. <laughs> no, for me, hang on, hang on. This is not the focus. The focus should not okay. be on the length of the lasagna. The focus is on should it go in a plate or should it go in a bowl? It's now, about how you use it. Now, for me, surprisingly, <laughs> for me, surprisingly, um, I don't really mind if it goes in a plate or bowl. I'm quite happy to defer to people's better judgment. So we, as you said, we went to Instagram, we asked people, plate or bowl, and I think it was something like 92% of people said, Christian. 92% of people said plate. Yep. And I was, I, so this was my, uh, the way that it rolled out for me during that day. I saw Dion's post and immediately, I didn't even look at the other posts afterwards. I didn't look at any of of our direct messages. I went straight to Dion. I said, what are you doing, you maniac? (laughs) First, fix up your lasagna. Two, what is going on? How has everyone said plate? What has this world come to? Yeah. Traditionally, and as I explained Traditionally, lasagna is served in a bowl. Yep. Now, I feel as though I've been fact-checked by people who obviously have no idea how to serve a lasagna. Hang on, Christian. What's your? What's your? Explain your pedigree. Where do you? Where do you get this sort of? Uh, where does this all come from? This 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 superiority you've got Listen, over other people. I don't want to play the race card here. <laughs> you are. And it's not the time, I, Christian. I would. <laughs> I would like it if I could change my virtual background to a flowing Italian flag. <laughs> but lasagna is is a primo piatto, right? It's it's the first plate. It's sorry, sorry. I think I think 
Sorry, I think the sound just broke up for a second. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Christian, we had some people that um, that wrote into us that were that did have Italian heritage, didn't they? And and many of them said, Christian, what the hell are you talking about? Now, can I ask you, Christian, are you prepared to be challenged that pasta is not always served in a bowl, that it is, in fact, possible to serve in a plate? Or do you think, is it a regional thing? Are some people, do they it's only have regional, plates in no, southern? it's not regional. Some, it's not the south of Italy has bowls and the north of Italy has plates. <laughs> Traditionally, the south will eat their bowl after the meal as well. <laughs> no, no. The reason that you serve it in a bowl, pasta, is is it's, it's there's many reasons. I think one of them is aesthetic, which obviously we're not going to be picking form over function here. <laughs> but another core reason is because there's a lot of bread involved at the end of the meal. You need to, mm. and I think I, I interacted with one of one of the. I was fighting with everyone in our direct yeah, messages on Instagram, yeah, so I encourage you all to engage with me some more <laughs> if you like. But as I described it, the bread becomes the skateboard for your fingertips to ride the half pipe of the bowl <laughs> as you as you mop up Jeez. the sauce. It's a little bread tech deck. Yeah, it's exactly right. Actually, can I can I just quickly ask you something? You know when you're setting... Um, <laughs> I was going to say, God, I love when I bring this kind of stuff up. Um, you know when you're setting a table and you put a plate down and you put a bowl on that, how careful are you when you're eating from that bowl initially, how careful are you about getting stuff from that initial dish onto the plate? And do you sometimes, just re- do you sometimes have to replace the plate because it's just way too much from the bowl going on the plate. Does anyone know what I'm talking about right now? Okay, yeah. I think you are just describing yourself as an incredibly messy eater yeah. with a problem that is not occurred to anyone else. Oh, what about what about Bowl Boy over here who who doesn't know what to put his tra- his most traditional meal in? Christian, are you yeah, going? Well, he's bloody got his little skateboard out straight, you know, <laughs> off the half pipe into the gulf. I would love a, <laughs> I would love Christian. Christian goes to Vietnam. What really wants a soup in Ho Chi Minh and orders? Hi, can I have can I have your traditional um meat fur and can I have it on a plate please <laughs> okay so Garbage. again if we're if, if we're using cheap argumentative techniques I'm going to appeal to authority here okay. um, we had a true blue Italian true red white and green Italian right into our direct messages yep. his name was Matteo and he said with you a hundred percent of the way in Italy pasta is served out of a bowl the second appeal to authority I could ask our producer please pull up the Wikipedia page for lasagna <laughs> <laughs> oh my god So oh this is the god. official Wikipedia page For lasagna There it is And the lasagna is in a bowl I think that's the key difference here Christian Your version of a bowl Is a giant big bowl Hang on huge. Hang on Hang on Hang on Let's have a look at that Wikipedia page again When was the page last edited And by uh, whom <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole There's a whole subsection Commonly served in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but I think that's the difference, right? Your photo, Dion, was of a very small, tiny, almost tiny bowl, whereas yep. Christian's thinking of a restaurant, a very large bowl, which I, I would concede, if you're getting a great big bowl like that, then yeah, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. it's not it's not a soup bowl, but ultimately the bowl needs to be your protection from the sauce. <laughs> it's 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 your one barrier. <laughs> it's all you've got. In case in case you're wondering, this whole episode, we will not move from this from this discussion. <laughs> this whole episode is about this, so strap in. <laughs> <laughs> 
I went over to a friend's place. Uh, in fact, a friend came over to my place the other day. And before he came over, I sort of noticed that there are, there's these routines that I do. Routinely, I will um, throw everything that shouldn't be in its place in a room and close the door. Um, because, <laughs> because I'm trying to clean up before friends come over. And so I was thinking, I was sort of reflecting. I was like, what is my routine when I'm, and what am I going through? What's going through my head before someone comes over? There's all sorts of considerations, right? There's cleanliness. There's um, whether you, whether you put on music, what kind of music, what position you're in or where you are when that door gets knocked on. Do you leave the door open? So there's all all this kind of stuff. So I wanted to ask you guys in terms of when someone's about to come over to your place, Josh, I'm so Christian. I reckon you'll you'll like you'll refurbish the place and tear down the <laughs> repaint the walls. But Josh, I've got a special I, savings fund for when people come to visit. <laughs> but Josh, can I ask you, um, what kind of things are you doing before someone comes over, and is it dependent on who that person is as well? Yeah, that's huge. Before I tell you that though, my instant image when you said of where you are. Like when they arrive, I'm just imagining you finding some Shay lounge. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I've got to look natural. I've got to look natural when they come in. Um, it's mainly a cleanliness thing, right? But yep. I don't go to too much effort. But I think one of the, also you touched on, I'll, I'll, we'll, we can get into that as well, is the familiarity of the person. Yeah. So let's just say it's a, a general normal friend. Mm. I'm any loose clothes. I'm making sure they're going in the hamper. Yep. Um, if they're clean clothes, they're at least going up into the room, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like a it's like a quick run around the rooms, right? And yep. also, I'm paying close attention to what rooms we're going to be using. Mm. So if I know we're not going to the study, don't have to worry about that. Bedroom, not going to happen. Yep. Lounge room, got to do a whip around there. But I'm not really cleaning stuff. I'm mm. more just arranging things. So if there's like newspapers and stuff out, I'll just put them in a pile, you know, yes. instead of being strewn about. Yeah. So it's not it's not a big cleaning effort. It's more just a, a tidy up so you don't seem like a massive slob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Christian? Well, I was going to ask, what's your room? What's the room that you push everything into? Uh, that's a good question. It's my bedroom and it's under the covers. <laughs> under the covers? <laughs> no, nah, it's not under the covers. That's a joke. That's just comedy effect, Christian. No, the the um no, it's the sec it's the it's, it's just a, on top of the bed. It's the second room, it's a study. Um but it's kind of like you kind of it's the great thing about having someone come over is if you know in advance it's happening, it's an opportunity to clean up the mess oh. that you should have cleaned up anyway. Do you know what I mean? So like but are you going and scrubbing the toilet, Christian? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the toilet has to get inside of the rim, just make sure that everything's been given a wipe down. One of the yep. most important parts about the bathroom for me is wiping down the top of the sink as well. Yeah. Because, you know, we all know it can accumulate some toothpaste, a little bit of grime. Beard hair. Beard hair beard is... Hair. Have we talked about this? Beard hair is almost impossible to remove. Yeah, you'll never get all of it. I reckon nuclear, nuclear fallout. If in, in Chernobyl, there's beard <laughs> hair. Everything was obliterated. It's just beard hair still there. And I should just get rid and of the beard all, hair. And it's all grown legs. <laughs> and, and right off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the issue as well with beard hair, or any hair that you shave for that matter, is that... it. it it's in the air. It takes its time coming down. <laughs> so you may think that you've cleaned the surface, just like yep. dust. Just yeah. like dust. It yeah. floats and decides when it wants to come down, which is why the bathroom clean and cleaning surfaces almost immediately before the person arrives. You want to oh, get out of it. You oh, want to make sure. Oh, that is ridiculous. So you're, no, you're not. You're cleaning it so that when the dust settles, almost <laughs> as the phrase goes, you're just going, coming. Shum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last thing I do. I think that's a good point, Christian, the, the bathroom. Because the, the bathroom can be one of the, the most, <laughs> the most, 
I guess, awful sights of your house. Yes. So mm. it's probably worth a bit more of a, more than a tidy up, a little bit of a spray or a, at least at least a cursory flush. Yes, yeah. a, absolutely. <laughs> a cursory flush. But remember, you have to get one, one, um, uh, Cube on the on the on the seat, and you're gone. Like all credibility yeah. is gone. Yeah, it, it yeah. has to it has to start on the rim, and that's why it's <laughs> that's why it's a it's a silly decision to grow a mustache. Because I tell you what, when those hairs get long, they they look awfully they look awfully <laughs> oh, they look awfully yeah. like that's very true. Um, I, I was curious. Do, do you guys open your windows? Before people come, get or, or doors and get a stiff breeze through oh, the house. It's a great, it's a great question. Um, it's really difficult in winter, so definitely I would do that. And yeah, sometimes light a candle as well just before, mm. but you don't want it to seem too staged, do you? Like you know, Josh, what are you doing? Are you doing that as well? I will only op- go the door open if I walk into the room and I go, "This stinks." And yeah. so normally, normally it's fine. Our place is pretty fine. But yeah, I'll probably crack a window, just just a little crack. bit enough. But I think it makes more sense. I'm I'm fine wallowing in my own filth and my own stench when it's just me. But if you're it's gonna fine. have other people coming through, just just crack a window a little bit. Yeah, that's really I think, that's I think really beautiful. The, 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 the number of people coming over as well is a huge thing. So if we're hosting a party, yep. there's a lot more effort yeah. in that because you know there's going to be a lot more spread throughout the house. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to take care of more different parts of the house. Yeah, to qualify what I was saying as well I'm talking about when you're having a special visitor you know like mm. someone that maybe you haven't oh. seen for a while if it's friends coming over yeah sure like it's it's a it's a quick clean yeah but if it's someone special that's when that's when you're preparing the platter beforehand and that's when you've got you've planned out what snacks you're bringing out at what yep. intervals through their visit hey Christian are you, are you ever conscious of being too clean? Do you know what I mean? Like being really, really clean and having everything in the right spot and having maybe like a blanket on the corner of your bed. Oh, no, that is you, isn't it? That's sorry, exactly sorry, what Dion, you do. Dion, are you ever worried about making too good an impression on someone? <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to worry about is that, so let's say we're, we're at the age we're at the age where we're having dinner parties, right? Which is absolute hell that we call them dinner parties. We've got people, couples yeah. over, coming over. Um, music. What's your deal? What are you doing? Do you need music when they enter? And what are you choosing? Because I find when I'm trying to select when when I'm trying to select music for those sorts of situations, you just never can nail it. You never nail it. Sometimes mm. you do. Sometimes you do with that first song, and then the second song is like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is this playing for?" I think I think the key thing is with the background music, you've got to set the volume very low early. It needs to almost be inaudible. Yep. It's there, mm. it's playing, but if it's too loud and people are concentrating on it, mm. then they start to assess the choices. Yeah. If it's low enough that you can't really hear it and it just fills in the silences between it, I yep. think then you're at a good level. And then the music, it kind of doesn't really matter what kind of music it is. Just quickly, Christian, before I'd love to hear what you do in this situation, but I just mm. remember going over to a friend's place a couple of years ago, <laughs> no longer friends, um, and uh, they went over for a dinner party and they were playing like really light jazz music and the table was, was all set and I was like oh, I felt like going in there going fuck off just fuck off and stop <laughs> staging this it makes me feel so uncomfortable oh, so so you think that if you over prepare <laughs> you can make your guest feel uncomfortable bit of like light jazz with a with a bit of bit of um brush on the hi-hat and stuff like get stuck like not interested in that at well, all I mean if they've got a full band there that does yeah, seem a little yeah. over prepared brush on the brush on the toilet brush on the hi-hat no way <laughs> <laughs> they're brushing the hi-hat with the toilet brush <laughs> There's your patch. My bathroom quartet. <laughs> 
But Christian, what are you doing with music? You're having a dinner party. You got people coming around. Are you are you playing it before they come in, or you're turning it? Maybe you turn it on like a couple of minutes in. I don't know. Yeah, Does that deter- yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. I I will have it playing from when I'm preparing. Because yep. I want, I'm going to set the mood well before they're there. The mood mm. needs to settle into the room before they arrive, <laughs> right? Josh, you just think like your beard hair. <laughs> yeah, you think that's silly, but you need the room because you can tell when you walk into someone's house and you're like, nah, "This has just happened. This isn't natural." Yeah. But if you if you get the setting there and things are a bit moved a little bit and whatever, you come in and like Dion was saying, you feel comfortable. You know? I think lighting's quite big as well. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I'm really happy in our house. We've got a few LED lights so we can control it on our phones. So go a bit dark, you know, a bit dimmer. Mm-hmm. Not too. You still want to see things, but you've really got. If you you know those kitchens with the big fluorescents, they're hell, aren't they? Shocking. Just when you're yeah. hanging out in someone's kitchen and it's just that fluorescent bar, it's just the biggest mood killer. Something yep. great that Josh has done in our kitchen is at 8 p.m. every single night. The lighting changes to a bit of a festive light. <laughs> I don't mind it. That's pretty good. It's a bit warmer. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit warmer. Engages you in the nighttime feel. It's quite nice. Um, I I was curious if if you um didn't have a chance to clean your house. Yep. And the guests just popped over, and you were like, "Oh my god, this is going to be hella embarrassing." What is it that they're finding? I can't believe I said hella embarrassing. Yeah, it's a shame. It's hella embarrassing. It is such a shame, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what are they finding that's the most embarrassing thing to you? So, Dion, what are you hiding? What is it that they would have found? I reckon the... Oh, man. I reckon <laughs> if they if they were able to see the grime behind the stove... And if that permeated other areas of the kitchen, it would be... I don't know if it'd be embarrassing, though. Josh, what do you reckon? What would be particularly embarrassing? I reckon for me, and I don't do it too often, but it does sometimes happen, is the leaving of cups and plates at your desk. I think that's a a shocking look. You know, shocking look, but perfect example, Josh. That's so true. It's a really, really really bad example. Because they'd come in and see that, and you kind of, you'd both look at it, and you go... I'm better than this. I'm sorry. Yeah. You should yeah. go. Yeah, it's so true. And I feel like the more food on, that's left on the plate, the worse. Oh, the leftover. Yeah. Shocking. It's shocking. Like a couple of crusts from pizzas. Yeah, that's a terrible look. What, what about you, yeah. Christian? Is there something that you're really judging someone mm. and you're going, Yeah. Christ. I think I think lots of dishes in the sink. Like you said, Dion, as well, the grime mm. on the stove is a big one. Mm. Um, if, if the bin is overflowing, which... which can, can happen. We all know it can happen. We all know that you, you probably wait for someone else to take care of it. Um, um, but yeah, I think there's a, there's a plethora of things that you have to attend to, which is why preparing for someone to come over, it might be, you might have to give yourself an hour. Yeah. Or more. No. I reckon you need to give yourself an hour. The last thing I wanted to ask you guys though was like, so when those people, when you know the time's come, it's hit eight o'clock, you know they're there and you're just sort of hanging around doing nothing. Yeah. What do you do? Do you, do you unlock oh, the door? I hate that time. Yeah, it's shocking, isn't it? Mm. It's I shocking. hate the time when you're ready and you you can't do anything else. Yeah. You can't start something else. Yes. Because, because yep. the mood has settled and now yeah. it's getting stale. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. So, so what do you do? Do you ever leave the door unlocked? So they can just walk in and when they knock, you're like, come in. And then you seem really, really relaxed. <laughs> and you say lounge, lie there. Come on, babe. Come on in. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah, you can be just Hi, mom. nonchalantly <laughs> just. <yeah. laughs> so um, 
yeah, so as a derivative from uh, the Roybus Challenge, and we do have a Roybus Challenge for you excitingly uh, in a few moments, um, we play a game called High Team where we basically write into anything we want, an inanimate object, a company, um, Christian's, uh, Christian's beanie. So I'm going to begin <laughs> this High Team for the moment. Hi, Backpack Manufacturing Team. Quick question. Most backpacks are very cheaply made, usually from polyester. Why are they so expensive? Also, most of your back straps are unjustifiable rubbish. <laughs> Lumber regards. Dion. Great. All right. I guess I'll, uh, I'll send my letter as well. Hi, time and space team. <laughs> Just writing in to say what a great job you're both doing. Personally, I've never felt time start going backwards or a sense of ceasing to exist in all places at once. <laughs> Interdimensional regards, oh, Christian. Jesus. <laughs> I've got uh, my email as well. Um, hi, insert key team. I've never once pressed you on purpose except to turn you off. <laughs> when will I ever want to overwrite that much work as I type? <laughs> Can we please remove you and your mate scroll lock? <laughs> Typed regards. <laughs> it was a long while ago now that we first did an impression of Tim the Toolman Taylor mm. that everyone seemed to quite enjoy. So we've made a habit of going back and trying to mimic things that don't really need to be mimicked. This patch, we're going to try mimicking clearing your throat mid-sentence, but we have a sentence that we'll all be reading out. But the key, the key thing with Copycat is we want the most authentic reproduction of that sound. So we don't want it over the top. We don't want it like, uh, it's like, what does it actually sound like in this situation when someone's clearing their throat? Yep. All right. Who wants to, who wants to kick off? Josh, do you want to kick off first? Sure. It's always hard going first, isn't it? Jeez. <clears throat> It gives me great pleasure to introduce tonight's keynote speaker, a man who I'm honoured, <clears throat> who I'm honoured to call a friend, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Daryl Summers. That is so <laughs> shit. Oh, that was. Josh. I'm usually garbage at this. Although last last time I think I won unequivocally, but that was that was disappointing and garbage. I didn't like it. I liked I liked my my sniff. But yeah, the, the sniff was, was good, but Josh, you didn't realise you cleared your throat before I you know. got started, which sounded I great. I know, I yeah. realised that. Yeah, it's a good point. All right, I'll go. <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, my go now. How <laughs> <laughs> did that sound? I'll take that one. <laughs> okay. All right. It gives me great pleasure to introduce tonight's keynote speaker, a man <clears throat> who I'm honoured to call a friend. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Daryl Summers. Yeah, not bad. That was pretty the good, Christian. power through. I didn't mind the it. Pretend it didn't happen. That's right. I'm, I'm about to present Daryl Summers to the stage. <laughs> I'm not going to take the attention off him. All right. My go. It gives me great pleasure <laughs> to introduce tonight's keynote speaker, a man who I'm honoured to call a friend. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Mr. Daryl Summers. <laughs> what was that? Oh. <laughs> Dion, you shot yourself in the foot the moment you tried to do an impression. I know, I know, but my, I, you know what I really wanted to do? My dad has the, I hope he's watching tonight, he has the funniest way of clearing his throat. It's so iconic and I really wanted to do it and no one else would have laughed, but it goes like this. It's like, 
<laughs> it's amazing. Um, speaking of funny things uh, dads do, my dad used to, when he burped, he would uh, he would make this sound. He'd burp. You know the ones where it just kind of comes out like... <sighs> yeah. He'd go... <clears throat> <laughs> Every single time he'd beatbox afterwards. Uh, um, I think I think I'm I'm back on me now. I think mine was great compared to those two. Yeah, really? I reckon. I, I think mine was the best. I think Christians is go- no Christians is probably the best, wasn't it? I think it's safe to say that I've taken out this one here. I think we'll let the chat decide. So in the live chat, if you want to let us know who you think won, and uh, we'll check later in the show. <laughs> And we'll never buy Rybox Don't know if it's just me It's got nothing to do with tea We just want everything for free it's been a long time between Roybus tea drinks, but finally uh, we're back. So for those of you who are new to the podcast who haven't heard us in a while, the Roybus Challenge, once upon a time, began at a restaurant. I ordered a Roybus tea. It tasted like shit. I contacted the company, Emma and Tom's, and they ended up sending me a hell of a lot of juice and uh, Roybus and, and, and bars and fruit bars. So the Roybus Challenge is all, all about getting that consumer justice in the best way you can. And boy, do I have a cracker for you today. Um, it's my, fa- my favourite part of the Roybus Challenge is the way we describe it as consumer justice. <laughs> yeah, this is endorsed by the, by the Australian Consumer Competition Commission. Um, it's backed by consumer law. Um, and so, wanted to, so for those of you who do know me, you'll know that when I go and buy something, I usually put a hell of a lot of effort into research. I get, and it's, and it's crazy because I get all sorts of people from all walks of life, of my life, um, coming to me and saying, hey, have you bought a monitor recently? What's your view on a monitor? Have you bought a chair? And Christian did that recently and um, it was. And the recommendations are usually really, really good. So what I did um, recently was I was in the market for a jacket, a nice puffer jacket. Uh, and so I scoured the internet and, and recently I've been obsessed with like the colour, like a mustard burnt orange colour. <laughs> like, it's, I'm obsessed with it. Anyway, this is the build on. You realise <laughs> one of your best Roy Boss was the duck down jacket? I yeah. Know. Very, very I early know. on in Welcome to Patchwork. Anyway, so I finally found this jacket online and I decided to get it shipped from England, all right? It was, it was just, it's so much work, so much work put into it. So what I did was I ordered it from England and look, during these times, things are taking a little bit longer, um, but I was getting a bit concerned because it hadn't arrived yet. So guys, what I've done is I had an email conversation with this, um, with this seller in England. So what I've done is I've shared with you um, the, the, the script. So Christian, I'm going to get you to play me and Josh, I'm going to get you to play the vendor or the seller of this jacket. Um, and Christian, you can you can kick off there up the top. Okay. Hi, team. Ordered this jacket, but tracking hasn't been updated. Can you look into why? Thanks. Dion. Hello. Thank you for contacting us. Your parcel has been shipped on 07-05-2020 via Royal Mail International. Unfortunately, the international standard delivery that we use is not a tracked service. It usually takes approximately 15 to 20 working days for the item to be delivered to Australia. But this kind of postal service highly depends on your local postal and custom services and could sometimes take a bit longer. Not necessarily, but happens. We hope that your item will reach you shortly. If we can be of further assistance, please do not hesitate to contact us again. Best regards, Angel. 
And so I went on. Hi, Angel. But there is a tracking number that has been provided to me. It is <laughs> tracking number. Hi. Thank you for following up. Unfortunately, the order is not traceable. <laughs> Due to the current situation, the delivery might take up to 20 working days. Kindly let me know if the order has not been received by the end of the working day of the 5th of June. Should you have any further queries, please do not hesitate to contact me back. Kind regards, Angel. So what I did was I waited till the 5th of June, hadn't heard anything, and I thought I would step in to see what was going on because I was getting a bit antsy. It'd been like a month. Did you hesitate, Dion? No, I didn't hesitate. Good. Did I hesitate? (laughs) Hi there. I'm emailing you as you requested. The item has still not arrived. Let me know next steps. Hi. Just a quick follow-up. Your parcel seems to have been lost in transit. I'm very sorry for the inconvenience. I've processed a full refund to your account and it should reach you within 48 hours. Feel free to place a new order if the item is still required. If I can help you with anything else, please do not hesitate to contact me back. Kind regards. Angel. All right. So in this situation, it was a $230 jacket. They gave me a tracking number that was not traceable, which I thought was incredible. And I was like, oh God, I've waited a month for this. I really wanted this jacket. It was a really lovely jacket. I really wanted it. But you know what? At least they've honored the refund and it's just been no hassle. I I feel like since the Roy Boss Challenge started, Dion, I can almost imagine both the anger and excitement now boiling up. And you're exactly right, Christian, because for a lot of people, this is the end of the conversation for me it's merely the start of it um, so 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 what happened then um was in the meantime uh so this is so i got that email from them the refund was pro- processed on the thursday on the monday i hear a knock at the door and i see the postie there and he has a package rip open the package and there's the jacket now yes the jacket was there I'd receive the refund. Yes. What does one do? What is the ethical thing to do in this situation? The ethical thing to do in this situation, right, is you wait up, you go, right, big company, can they afford it? They took ages. They didn't track it. It obviously didn't mean much to them. But then I thought to myself, oh, you know what? It's a difficult time at the moment. Companies are doing it tough. I'm going to let them know what just happened. So, Christian, what did I do? Hi there. I just wanted to let you know that the jacket actually was delivered to me this morning. Let me know if you would like me to make a payment. Kind regards, Dion. So, Mm. you'll notice the phrasing that I used in there. It wasn't like, it was just, let me know if you'd like me to, just nice and light, let me know if you'd like me to make a payment. (laughs) Yeah, like that sentence could have been condensed, but that's right. the fact that it was a little bit longer, you're right, it was lighter. Yeah, it's much more palatable. Yeah, much lighter, much like this incredible down jacket that I've got beside me here. <laughs> um, and so, Josh, uh, so this is really the culmination of, of the experience. Josh, then uh, I asked them if they would like me to make a payment. And what did they say, Josh? Hi, thank you for letting me know. Please keep the order and the refund as a gesture of goodwill. <laughs> In the meantime, do not hesitate <laughs> to contact me for any other questions you may have. Best regards, Angel. Amazing. For those Thank of you, you so much. For those of you on the YouTube live stream, if you're joining us, we do these every two weeks on a Thursday night, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. I have the jacket over my head right now. It was a completely free jacket. Amazing. Thank you so much. And Josh, their final response was? Hi, Dion. You are most welcome 
always a pleasure to help and see our customers happy. I wish you a fantastic rest of the week. Should you have any questions, please contact me back. Oh. Kind regards, Angel. Actually, it sounds like Angel... The she yep. wants you to hesitate about this final time you're going to contact her back. I think this is she's drawn the line. You've got yourself a jacket. You've yep. won. On. You've won. The best. The best thing about this is you took the moral high ground. I know. You offered the payment. It's the perfect outcome. It's the perfect outcome. My favorite thing in that last email was. Always a pleasure to help and see our customers happy. I can confirm I'm not a customer. There's no (laughs) customer about me. There was no exchange of money. If what it takes to make your customers happy is giving your products away for free, (laughs) they have a shocking business model. That's going to be my reply. (laughs) That is so great. Congratulations, Dion. I guess guess we're at the point, maybe it's for you and I to decide, Josh, how many Rooibos leaves out of 10 will Dion get for this one? Yeah, look, I think in traditional Dion Dion factor, the Dion factor, (laughs) when uh, assessing the Rooibos, you Mm. are always very harsh on them. So I am very early. (laughs) I'm on a seven. And you know why? Because you didn't get anything extra, mate. You always go on about the extras. You didn't get anything. All you got was the product and a refund. I got a free, I got a free $230 jacket. Yeah, and I'm pretending to be you awarding Lee's. <laughs> you hate it when yep. they don't get free stuff on top of it. That's right. I used the same rationale, but I gave you 7.5 because you did choose the moral high ground and were rewarded for it. And that, uh, w- w- what do you mean? Wait, is it? Okay, is this, so Dion. That's a so shocking Dion, score for moral high ground. Let me, moral high let ground. me understand. Let me understand this. If someone in season one, if I can remember his name being Trent. Yeah, it was Trent. Received a free car replacement (laughs) and you received a jacket. No, 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 no. It was a... No, no, that's very different, Christian. It was a replacement. It wasn't a free car. It was a replacement car. He had an entire... This was a fail of the century. (laughs) I've done nothing for this jacket. I've literally done nothing. My PayPal account was dented for, for one month and that's it. Dion... I'm going to message Angel. I'll have no hesitation. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? So we're fortunate enough to be doing these uh, live streams every two weeks on YouTube Live on Thursday nights. Um, and we put it to the YouTube Live chat. What's your really good? And on this occasion, on this beautiful night, do you know what Linda thinks is really good? When the two random socks you grab from the drawer in the dark end up being a matching pair. Really good. Really good. And you know what Alex Chia Cumberledge thinks is really good? When you walk out to your car on a freezing cold morning and the windscreen isn't frozen over. Oh, it's really, oh, good. really good. good. That's really, really, good. Good. Really, really good. good. And you know what Andrew Totino thinks is really good? When you achieve the perfect balance between hot and cold when having a shower. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Oh, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Welcome to Patchwork. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you so much to those on YouTube Live who've joined us. Um, Shout out that we have a 
Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash welcome to Patchwork. Uh, we have so many lovely people. We had an awesome Zoom call a, lo- a couple of weeks ago where we got to see some Patreon faces. They got to ask us some very personal questions. It was <laughs> it was, it was was really, really lovely. Um, so I encourage you to sign up to Patreon. And of course, we have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. At Welcome to Patchwork, we also love supporting local businesses. Uh, and there's an online food vendor called Stanley Street Kitchen at stanleystreetkitchen.com.au. And what they are doing is they're allowing you to buy heated home meals um, to make your life easier. They can deliver. You can go pick them up if you're in Melbourne. And there's kind of, there's no big price tags on them. No fuss. Just delicious restaurant quality food and drinks. So as an example, Stanley Street Kitchen allows you to buy a kilo of butter chicken for $17.50. A kilo? A kilo of butter chicken for $17.50. <laughs> you can get vegan lasagna. You can get lasagna. You can yeah. get vegan meat lasagna. <laughs> Serve you that vegan lasagna in a bloody bowl, wouldn't they? The vegan and meat lasagna is great as well. <laughs> um, there's uh, Rogan Josh, Chili Con Carne, all these things. You can feed a family of four. Josh, if you had um, two kids, you could feed a family of four for 20 bucks. The best thing about this food, though, is that it's delicious, but it's also got like a 20 or it's got like a 30-day shelf life as well. It can be frozen. Yeah. Anyway, if you go to stanleystreetkitchen.com.au, enter the promo code PATCHWORK10, you'll get 10% off your order. It's delicious. If you're sick of cooking, you're hating, you're hating your life right now, um, jump on the website and check it out. And Josh, you also have a YouTube show running at the moment as well. Yes, that's right. Uh, Game Boys, my other comedy project, we're doing fortnightly live streams as well. Uh, we're on Wednesday nights at 8pm every second week. Uh, GB24 is the show. It's a variety show, comedy show. We go out live with me and my brother. Uh, it's a lot of fun to record. We've got special guests and that kind of thing. A lot of green screen in the show, uh, but we don't quite know what's going to happen. But you can check us out on YouTube.com slash Comedy. And as we do every week, we sew a new patch into our quilt of friendship. Josh, what patch did you sew into our quilt this week? Thank you, Dion. My patch this week was you laying out semi-naked on a Shea lasagna waiting for your guest to arrive. (laughs) (laughs) Christian, what patch did you sew this week? Thank you, Josh. This week, I sewed into my patch my very confused guests who have been served wine and cheese in bowls. (laughs) And Dion... What did you sew into your patch this week? My patch this week is Christian cleaning up the remnants of a long lasagna from the rim of his toilet bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for listening to Welcome to Patchwork this week. I've been Dion. I've been Josh. And I've been Christian. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.